Forever Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is a short, sweet episode four of the summer series, episode 161. This is part of the series where our listeners, you guys, send us topics for us to discuss. So today we have another one to discuss and keep it short and sweet. Today's topic is how to navigate being the eldest child and feeling responsible to care for parent. And that could also include the elderly care. But before we jump in into the topic and chime in, ¿Cómo están ustedes mujeres chulas? Feeling good. Feeling vibey. I'm vibing with you girls today. Feeling good. Feeling summery. Excited to be here. Yes, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. Today we wanted to chat about this, how to navigate being the oldest. And I guess I'll start because I am the oldest in my family. I'm the oldest of three. Uh, I am about almost five years older than my my middle my sister, the middle child, and then about eight years older than my brother. Um, I feel like now it's not the age different doesn't show, and I don't feel it as much. But growing up, for sure, because I was you know a teenager, and they were you know super little still in in elementary school, so I always saw that change or that difference. Then for me, I think being the eldest meant. Uh, different things at different times. Um, growing up, it was always that I was the interpreter, the translator for everything and anything. Um, documents that arrived, appointments. It was during the time that um, when I was a teenager, my dad had a workers' comp case and I was constantly pulled out of school, junior high, high school to attend these meetings with his lawyer. And I know that there was a point where I would feel frustrated because I was like, I felt like I was missing out. I was doing you know, I was in school. I was, and by high school, I was already like super disciplined. So being pulled out, I hated it, but I was like, I know my parents needed it. So I would be pulled out of these, these, um, out of school essentially to go to come to San Francisco. This is where the attorney came, was and for, to meet with him, to talk about him and to figure out how to like translate things that I had never heard of. Like that was frustrating. That was like, how do I do this? How do I, tell my parents what's going on. How do I give them bad news? Essentially, like if things weren't going, you know, their way, or how do I, you know, how, how to say those things. And it was just, it, I remember it being difficult and, and just having to go through the motions and, you know, that, that helping them in that regard, um, being taken to, um, you know, when they had an appointment with a bank about refinancing the house or even, I'm just like, think now they're coming to me, the memories, um, or even, um, to purchase a car, ahí estaba yo también, you know, like, yo que iba a saber, you know, but ahí estaba to, to translate, uh, for my parents. So that's, that was me growing up and, you know, having that. Um, responsibility, you know, and taking care of being the translator. And then, and then what happened was that when I was 17, I left to college. So then that responsibility, responsibility fell onto my sister um, because she was at home, you know, and she was like the middle child. And I don't really remember like my brother really helping out in that regard with like translating. I just remember like I left and then it fell to my sister and it stayed there for yeah, like to for years to come, because what happened after was that my sister, you know, 
got pregnant, got, got, um, got married and then just stayed living with my parents for, I don't know how many years after that, probably 15 years. Um, so then she had to basically live a life where she had to, you know, take care of herself, take care of her kids, take care of her husband, and then take care of my parents too of their needs. Um, because during that time, it was also where my, when my parents, retired and well actually they 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 turned the age of retirement um they didn't officially retire they just kind of like fell into it my dad you know had this accident and he never went back to work so he just kind of fell into um you know being at, at stay at home person father and then my mom um she was working and she was being the breadwinner but then she also stopped working at a point in time where you know she developed breast cancer and she went through you know the treatment and i'm talking about um, maybe like 14 years ago when that happened and so she stopped working ya nunca regresó a trabajar so um that responsibility felt to my sister and i feel like she she kind of had the the more intense she had maybe i wouldn't say a tougher part but i felt because when my parents were getting older um you know how older people get que están más set in their ways um no este no escuchan you know maybe opinions of other they're just like this they're set in their way so i could see where maybe that was you know hard for her and she just felt like I don't want to say burden, but yes, it was he it weighed heavy on her. It would have heavy on her. And we were talking about this offline where, um, you know, finally she makes this move. She moves out with her kids. Um, and then um, a change in my parents' lives happens. You know, my, my mom becomes wheelchair bound and she sort of felt guilty, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the plan. Like that wasn't her plan for her to move out. And then this happens. Um, and, but I, I, I applaud her because she didn't move back. Like she, this is something that she wanted to do, have that boundary and move out. She didn't move back with my parents. She's, you know, she helps as much as she can at this point in the, my parents' lives. I felt like I had to step in and not micromanage, but kind of set out schedules of like, who's going to do what, you know, my, my, my dad can't do it alone let's um let's share the responsibilities like who's gonna like who's gonna do what let's stay in our own lane so that we're not like okay who's gonna take her to this appointment who's gonna do that so i stepped in and i started being the person that's like emailing her doctors um asking questions um now i'm like you know taking her to chemo well not now like that that's like an appointment that we all kind of take turns doing but it's hard and it's exhausting and i i know i've said this in the past where uh almost a year ago like our lives completely changed because of this turn of events and it was exhausting and it was also like mentally challenging and in december so i started seeing a therapist i started seeing a therapist and i felt that that has helped me so much I have my weekly sessions with her and there's times where I'm like, I don't, re I don't really know what to talk about, but algo sale, right. And I just get to vent and I get to, you know, just, um, experience this with this person that I've never met in person, but talk about how I'm feeling. And that has helped me tremendously because this for sure 
um, took a burden on me. And it, it's, 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 you know, it's hard to see your mom that, you know, an active lady that loves to, you know, irse a Mexico cada rato and like just seeing my mom being wheelchair bound in la cama, like, oh my God, me destrozo. But, but seeing and motivating her and like um, being there when I can and knowing like, okay, pues yo voy el domingo a bañarla. Like that's my little routine that I've set up. Like has just made, and, and therapy again, I'll say like has made it more um, manageable uh, physically, I mean mentally. Like, oh my God, if if I, you know, again, we, we're, we're all about therapy here. Si lo recomendamos um, 100%. Y eso, you know, I... It has helped me so much, um, just because you know. Again, it's it, it, it's a it's been a lot. It's been a lot to try to be that caregiver to not just my mom. I feel like my dad too also needs it, like that li little extra push or like, hey, papi, like vete caminar. We're here. We're handling this. Like, go ahead and do that. Um, but being that being that for my parents now, and then taking care of my my home, working full time having a business como you know it was a lot so it was it, it, i was like i wasn't exercising like pero como que at, at, at the point where i started like that therapy journey like como que everything kind of fell into place and i started to create boundaries in a sense and like okay i i can't add more to my plate than what i already have so what what it, you know for work i had to do you know certain things like um can i take one every three weeks can i work from home on the thursdays that I'm, I'm supposed to be in the office but can i work from home so that i can take my mom to these appointments yes um with my coaching clients like okay i don't want to i want to be a good coach so i don't want to have more on my plate than than what i can handle so okay i'm only li i'm limiting to a certain amount of um coaching clients per month for example and then at home i mean what it meant okay it meant that um you know we're gonna have uh cooking schedules who's gonna cook dinner um and then with the girls i mean okay um i I, you know i take them um to school you pick them up on these days so i see that's how um i was able to kind of navigate this new life of being like um, a caretaker to my parents and my my mom who's who's ill and going through this. Um, but yeah, it's been tough, and um, I know that um, to our, our listeners are probably going through this as well, or ha or are getting ready to be caretakers or going through an illness that you know affects their parents, and it's hard to see, and it's hard to see them age también, you know, eso también. Um, so anyway, thank you to our listener to who asked about this because I know we're all going through it um, at, at different points. También ustedes, no? Yeah. Totally. I can agree like a thousand percent. And thank you, Sissy, because I think you answered it like the episode could end and it would be full and complete. Like, thank you, Sissy. Like, she's the oldest. She took this responsibility on. She's caring for not one, but both of her parents. But I do believe that wherever you are in the hierarchy of having um, your siblings, like I'm the youngest of six. And yes, I feel that I have some responsibility in my mom's elder care and more as I get older, she gets older and there's more to do and more to help with my brother. Who's the next one in line after me actually is the one that stayed home. So he's the fourth in line and yet, or no, he's the fifth in line. And yet he is the one that never moved out, had a daughter, his daughter is there and back and forth. And so he takes such a burden on my mom's care and just taking care of her. She doesn't see very well. She doesn't walk very well. Uh, those things 
things have hurt her spirit, but also she's full of spirit. So it's an interesting process navigating how they grow and they change and they're not as mobile as you remember, as strong as you remember. Um, her not seeing has been a huge deterrent in her life because it took her independence, you know, her not driving, she took hard, you know, her cooking less, she's taken hard. Like it has changed her whole identity to grow old. So Ceci, I did not even know you were going to bring this up, but thank you for bringing up therapy because I too went on a therapy journey and part of it was these years that I was getting closer to my mom and trying to be there for my mom and trying to be in service to my mom who can sometimes be a complicated person. She lived a whole life and she's got all this baggage and her life wasn't easy. And I knew that in order to be the best daughter to her and care for her in her elder years, I would need to be processing feelings and emotions behind the scenes so I could be the best person when I'm in her presence. And so this last weekend, I went to Mexico with my mom and my sister. And it's a blessing to be able to do that. I cherish those moments because I know that as hard as it is, and as much as it feels like having another child again and caring for a child, it's beautiful and I'm happy to do it. And I know that these moments she'll cherish, but I also see the burden that she feels she's putting on us. I know that she feels bad. She apologizes more than I want her to. And I'm just trying to show her a lot of patience. So I know, Ceci, your situation with the cancer and appointments and all that, I, I admire you. It's so noble. Mine's is not that difficult. My mom is okay. She's just older. Uh, but I, I know the, the courage that it takes, the toll on your family, the patience that it takes. I think of my brother all the time who lives there. Um, anyone who has to live with their elderly parents, like my goodness, like it's every day it doesn't stop and so we see you we admire you and want you to do something like therapy so um, find a coach find a therapist find a like-minded friend maybe you don't feel like you need therapy but you need to discuss this all the time and if anything vent vent about the feelings that come up you're not a perfect person and your parents are going to frustrate you like caring for elderly people they're harder than kids because boy can they talk like adults <laughs> and they have memories <laughs> yeah. don't let them forget anything they and trigger like, you trigger yeah, oh my god the two T's today, therapy and being triggered. Those are the two T's of this episode. Like your parents are also going to drive you crazy, your siblings and their opinions about the whole matter or their engagement or lack of engagement. Again, I said, I'm with six. There's six of us siblings and we're all handling it differently. We're all engaged in different parts of my mom's care. Some not at all. I don't know what that brings up for them, right? I don't know what the feelings are, but boy, can your parents be triggering. So you need therapy if you can get it or just friends to help you. But yeah, we have to all navigate feeling responsible for our parents. And one thing I'll say is go all in now that you can, because I have clients that regret now that their parents are gone, that things didn't go the way they wish they would have. So I wanted to give that as the tip of the day. Like if your parents are still alive, it is a blessing. Like do not take that for granted and be in their lives, even if it's hard to be in their lives, but get the therapist, the friend, the spouse, the person that can help you through it. If it's important to you, maybe you have a relationship where you don't want to be in your elder parents life and you're watching them suffer from afar. Well, if that's your choice to not be there, then don't suffer for it after. If you choose not to take care of an elder parent, that's a decision too. And that's a boundary and you have to be okay with it, but please don't regret that later. So take inventory on your life, get the therapy that you need, show up for them in the way that works for you. Like Ceci, I am a scheduled person. I am so there for my mom. As long as I can put it on my schedule, I have to remind her all the time, mom, I practically work for myself. Mom, my calendar's mine. Like, no mom, don't worry. Like I'm not at work. Like I'm free. Like I'm free as a bird. What do you need? When do you need to go? I can take you. She always thinks like I have this mythical boss that is mad at me because I'm taking time off. And it's like, mom, there yeah. is no mythical boss that cares that I had to go to Kaiser at 8 a.m. and at 8 p.m. Like, mom, I'm here for you. So whatever you can do now, am I there every day? No, right? I don't do that job. 
and I thank God because I probably would go crazy. But what I can do, I do it with joy and I take on the responsibility and I know it knowing that she will not last forever. So did I do the most I could do in the way that helped me and her and my mental health was protected too uh, because it's a lot and it's triggering and that I could feel happy after I have been with her, leaving the experience feeling okay. I will say um, right now that you said like, oh, I, if I would living living there with my parents, I, I don't think I could handle it. Yeah, tampoco yo. And I want to say earlier we talked about um, boundaries and setting boundaries. I remember around December um, when, you know, toda la familia se juntó in my parents' house and my uncles were suge suggesting like, you know, why, you know, why don't you guys move in like with your parents but ahorita to help and, you know, to be here physically. And I said no. I said no because we created this life that we're comfortable living in in San Francisco. Like, nuestros años nos costó to do that and to, um, you know, be working here in the city, living here in the city, sending our girls to, uh, here in the city. And it's not, I'm not going to, not that I'm going to go backwards, but no, like that was the boundary that I set. Like, see, I mean, I, I just, I, I couldn't go back, you know, I just couldn't go back with my parents and just living in that house that there's no boundaries there. Okay. No boundaries, vienen todos, all the kids. So I, I, I could not. So como lo hago? It's because I'm, 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 I, sorry. So what do I do? It's like, I go, you know, during these appointments that I take her and I go on the weekends ahorita no podido ir because of COVID, pero pues, um, um, but yeah, so I mean, that's what I do. Like when I when I can't go, then I message my siblings. I'm like, hey, no voy a no voy a poder ir a bañarla. Can you go this weekend? And um and you know, luckily my sister. Um, I mean, obviously my brother can't do that, but my sister is um close enough in the same city where she comes in and, and helps out. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's it's part of also setting those boundaries and be to be able to manage this elder care. Well, just listening to you and Irene right now going over, like, you know, you're the eldest Irene is the baby in the family. I'm also a baby in the family. And I'm right now, my sister's here with me. So shout out to my big sister. Love you, Gabby. 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 And um, my sister took on a lot of responsibility. My sister, you know, like, we went away, like my brother went to college. He's the middle one and never came back. He ne he went to Cal, stayed up in the Bay Area. He lives in Oakland, you know, got married, has his three kids. And he has his life established in the Bay Area. And there was, por un buen tiempo, he was like, I'm going to be moving back to LA, moving back to LA. And for, you know, I left to college. I went to Santa Barbara, but I ended up coming back. But then, you know, I my, my life was just, in a sense, like the way it developed or transpired was just very different than how my sister was. And my parents became very, como se dice, reliant on her, dependent, get reliant, very dependent on, on my sister. And I feel that she took it on um, very like unselfishly and was like, okay, I'll help my parents. They've been helping me out, you know, like all these things. But I feel like for her, she definitely started setting her boundaries later when I came, like I came back from Santa Barbara and she was like, all right, homegirl, you're back. You need to help with this. So my sister was always like my second mom, you know, like our relationship. Now we have more of a friendship than before. And I, I'm very glad for it, but I've learned to understand where she's coming from. Like we packed up our bags and left. And then she got left behind with our parents who we started getting older. And I feel that it's it's such a tricky thing because you start seeing them getting older and not being able to do the things that they were able to do for themselves. And then you have to take in and start doing it. And it could get frustrating and you could be like, well, ¿por qué lo tengo que hacer? And 
And the thing is that like, there's this whole chapter in our lives when we're kids that we don't remember, like all the things our parents had to do for us. And maybe it's a, it, there's a reason for us not to remember it, you know, but like all this caring, like feeding and our, our parents keeping us alive against our will when we're little, you know, and we're, I think now as a mom, as a parent, I am realizing all of this, like my kids are not going to remember this. And it's hard to put an expectation on them to care for me um, when they grow up, you know, and make them do these things. And like, oh, ¿cuál me va a cuidar? Like, I even catch myself talking to my kids and telling them, a ver, ¿cuál de los tres me va a cuidar cuando esté viejita? Oh, you know, it's and I'm like, you. Yeah, because it's embedded yeah. in me. And I catch myself saying it. I'm like, and Otto tells me, like, our responsibility is to love them, raise them, give them everything we can and let them go on into this world. And if they choose to visit us, if they choose to call us, if they choose to be part of our lives once they're adults, then that's even a plus. But our job is pretty much to love them and do this and then kind of like, all right, here you go, world. Here are our children, you know? But it's it must be, it's got to be really hard on our parents to kind of become dependent on their children, think, knowing that they were the ones that were giving everything to us at one point, you know? But it's a toll. And I'm, I hope that for the old, the eldest in the family, you also need to know that I recently had this conversation with, um, and it came out of uh, like some, something super like just silly or in the sense of like scheduling. Right. Like I, I now that I have kids and they're little, it's really hard. Like, so I have to make sure like if, if my mom or my dad have an appointment, my dad's very self-sufficient. He gets on the bus, goes, does his thing. It's more my mom. And she gets, has like this nervous anxiety thing that she gets. So it's always like, we at least have to be there with her. So if something comes up, I'm like, Hey, just give me a heads up and don't schedule anything before 10, because it's really hard in the morning to get these kids anywhere. And like, I just need to get myself together and be prepared. And I don't want my mom to be late or anything. So uh, we don't mind. And the thing is that I had a conversation with, um, it was with my nieces and they're older now also like, but they've been included into this shared responsibility of the grandparents, right? And I could see how that even is a toll on them because they're like, well, why do I have to step in and do this? You know, like I still have things to do. So I'm glad that they kind of know a sense of limit and boundaries. But at the same time, it's like, if you're able to do it, please help. You know, one of the two, you know, if, if, if it means you watch my kids and I take your grandparents to the doctor, great. But I'm glad that my sister in a sense was able to share that she needed help because she had taken on that, in a sense, that responsibility for so long that, you know, we have to be a little more in, in tune with like, it's not just one sibling that's responsible. Our parents are a shared responsibility. I have a friend whose mom suffered a stroke and she has a brother and he'll be like, well, no, you have to take care of mom. I have a family. And it's like, I understand you know, that you have a family. However, like mom needs help from both of us. And she's a professional, thriving professional, like, but she's had to put so much stuff on hold for herself because her sibling is like, well, I have, I have my wife and my kids. Like I can't really help with mom, but it's like, okay, <laughs> what do you mean? You can't help with one appointment. What do you mean? You can't be here for her physical therapy. So she had to change her whole life to be able to help her mom out. And there's no one willing to help. And the thing is that as siblings, we need to be more on it. Like, dude, thank you, Ceci, for helping with my with mom and dad. Like, how about I take it over? Like, I know that the responsibility, my brother hasn't had to deal with this because he doesn't live here. You just mentioned like, well, Manny, I don't think he's ever done it. And the thing is that, and Irene's like, well, my brother lives with her. So he's taking out some of that just because he happens to be there. 
the thing is that this expectation doesn't fall on the men. It falls on the women in the family. And I feel that it really sucks because the Latinos in the Latino culture, Mexican culture, whatever culture you are, Spanish speaking culture, it's like the women are the caretakers. The women take on this, assume the responsibility. But at the same time, it's like, well, this is, this is all of our parents, not just my parents. We all are active participants and it's a shared responsibility. Your kids are your, your responsibility. Our parents, they, they're our responsibility. So it's very different. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, even even now, um, I mean, I was saying that we take turns and whatnot. And right now, I mostly take her to chemo uh, appointments, but then she has other appointments. Like she had to get like her tooth pulled out. My sister took her to that. And then she had to go to the dentist. And then my brother took her to that. So we share responsibilities. And so when I can't, I, you know, I tell my mom like, oh, ask Mani or Diana. And then she's like fast uh, to ask Diana right away. And I'm like, you know, and I've told her, my mommy, if anything, I think money has more flexibility because he owns his own business. Like he can schedule appointments, you know, como sea, and he has more flexibility. You know, my sister has to report to somebody. I have, I mean, I'm my own boss within my department, but then I have my ED that, you know, I have to report to essentially. But um, yeah, como so I had to kind of like molder and coach her a little bit como quien dice like don't feel bad to ask your son too like he's also in the same city like he's also willing to help and he you know i know my brother has said like hey if you can like let me know just let me know ahead of time so that i don't book or that i can cancel my appointments so i had to allí meter yo mi cuchara and decir like hey you can ask him too you know my last thing is like everything everything is such it revolves around similar things like we started off our summer series with boundaries right and this in itself is learning your boundaries knowing your limits and holding people accountable like being like yo take ownership of this you know and and you too partake in this family you too were raised by these people it's not going to be like you could just get away with it you know so we i we need each other just like that we need you ask for the help and don't be afraid to tell people like the truth like this is a this is heavy to deal with not a burden but it's a lot to deal with. And, and especially when you have sick parents, it's like, it takes a toll on you. Like seeing your parents suffer or seeing your parents go through that, like you need the support of everyone you can. So hold people to their own, you know, be like, yo, I get it. I respect that. How about I take care of your kids today and you can help with mom. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Pues gracias muchachas por compartir. Thank you to our listener who who suggested this topic. If you uh, like the episode, if you want to comment more or add your own little nuggets, go ahead and do it on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at level of Latina on Twitter is at Latina underscore up. You could also email us. Our email is admin at level of Latina, or you could also always find our, our information and all our good stuff, our, 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 even our gear también on our website, levelablatina.com, i.e. you can book your assessment for one-on-one coaching, or you could also join our monthly group sessions, which are called the Guilfree Squad. También, we're having an awesome event on September 24th in LA. It's going to be a networking brunch. We're going to have a great panel of women and also giveaways. So, Make sure you you purchase your ticket on our website. Um, and lastly, if you're a small business and you want to promote your business on our podcast, hop on over to our site to purchase your business shout out. And with that, chicas, that's a wrap. Um, this is this is episode four of our Level Up Summer series. So thank you for listening. Thank you for chiming in. Don't forget to level up. 
Y la ves la carita de Summer, it's hot and sweaty. <laughs>